0: Hey, TNA producer Bella here. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can reach us via email at tensandaces21 at gmail.com. That's tens and aces, the number 21 at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, simply called the Tens and Aces Podcast, if you're still on Facebook anyway, or you can catch us on the web by going to anchor.fm ta21 one of these losers in Las Vegas who keeps thinking he's going to come up with a way to win at blackjack. Are you ready for some TNA?
1: Welcome to TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. A podcast with true-to-life stories and experiences from advantaged players in the game of blackjack. From pros crushing it and making a living counting cards, to newer players who are just making their way through all the ups and downs of what can be, at times, both an equally frustrating and beautiful game of AP
0: Blackjack. Is this the kind of thing you want to hear? Well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Here's your host, Mike AP.
1: And welcome to the show today. As the man just said, I'm your host of this transmission of our experiment in imaginary radio that we like to call TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. So if this is the kind of thing you want to hear, well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. So with me today is an AP named Whiskey who has a very interesting story about how he converted a Sprinter van, made it a mobile home on wheels, and kind of low-key and discreet traveled around the country APing. So uh, we're going to talk about his journey and talk about the ups and downs and see how it went. Because I know lots of people probably have dreamt of doing something like this after seeing like Inside the Edge or other movies like that where people do this exact kind of similar thing. So how's it going, Whiskey? Dude, it's uh,
2: going good, especially now. Didn't start off that well but you know the variance variances kicked back and i'm okay now but for a while i was really uh freaked out that i was gonna fail <laughs> for sure
1: right so i guess that sucks but it should make an interesting story so let's dig into that so what got you started in blackjack in general
2: um so i was working it was the fall right before covid hit i was working as a construction project manager hated my job i was commuting like an hour and a half to work to the last project that I was on. That's kind of the crappy thing about construction management is that your project location changes. And the company that I was working for was a larger commercial firm. So I was having to wake up, you know, like four o'clock in the morning, get to work by six, and then I wouldn't leave until about seven, sometimes even eight at night. I'd get home and I'd just fall right asleep and then do it all over again, six days a week. That does not
1: uh, sound like fun.
2: Yeah, dude, it was uh, really crappy. I mean, I was making... I was making decent money, like good money, but like I hated my life. I'm just going to be honest. I was really depressed and I knew that I needed to do something else. So um, I ended up just walking into work one Monday and I was like, look guys, I'm done. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So I, I left. I didn't even know what, I mean, I knew of card counting, but that wasn't even on my radar yet. I tried to do... I took the LSAT a couple times, got you know pretty decent scores, but when I started talking to friends who were lawyers, I realized that I basically was about to put myself into the same situation with project management. If I wanted right. to be a lawyer and pay off student loans, like you know I'd have to work some shitty job that <laughs> I didn't want to work, and it would just be the same life, but. A different um you know like a, a different job
1: so sure so you wouldn't be doing legal cases that interested you necessarily you'd be doing whatever you had to do to pay the bills exactly off. right
2: exactly and like the reason that i wanted to go to law school was you know more
1: to just help the little guy if you want to do that
2: with a law degree according to my friends like you're not going to make any money so right <laughs> um i probably probably have had to work as like some public defender somewhere making crap barely able to make ends meet and then thankfully the The COVID hit (laughs) and the whole world got turned upside down because I was sitting at home. I ended up moving back with my parents because I didn't want to pay rent while I was figuring out what I could do. Even if I wanted to go back into construction, there wasn't anything going on. Right. So I kind of just had to wait it out. And while I was sitting at home, twiddling my thumbs, I happened to see, I'm not sure what happened first, but I remember watching the Holy Rollers documentary and I was like, wait a second. And so I looked up all the BJA videos online. Um, the free ones, all the, right. yeah, watched all the free ones. Started reading books, and then I was like, "Well, shit, why don't I try this?" <laughs> and right. uh,
1: what do you got to lose?
2: Exactly. I like, I didn't have anything else to do. What I was gonna go like play more video games. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: right. Right.
2: So yeah, I took you know the couple hundred hours, taught myself how to do it, and then when um, the casinos started opening back up, I tried it. And I, you know, I didn't. I took a little bit out of my savings just to. Um, you know, test it out. I had a really small spread. Um, I knew my earnings weren't going to be very good, but I just wanted to give it. You know, like 300 hours and like watch. The numbers work out
1: see how the ev and av matched up and exactly kind of like like a like a pilot test
2: yeah and just like prepare myself for it right mm-hmm. so right. yeah i went and did that like in my local market and it was going well like i started meeting people like i met you uh mm-hmm. when <laughs> there were four counters all sitting at one table and as soon as the true count went up to <laughs> two at yeah. our seven at our seven spots we all tried to go to two hands and <laughs> we were like wait a fucking second
1: <laughs> the first time i actually met you in person i was playing with snowman yeah at a large property in our in our region <laughs> i went to the bathroom and got up the count went negative i believe and then <laughs> you texted me and said hey dude are you at blankety blank place by chance i said yeah i th- i was just gonna text you the same thing <laughs> You got really long hair. Yep, that's me, bro. I was sitting right next to you, just coincidentally. Yeah, that's the way I remember it. I don't know, if maybe I remember it wrong, but
2: yeah, it was yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, it was like it was going well, and then one day I'm sitting at a table at a game to the north of where I met you, and it was a really good game. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, the asshole next to me just decided to hit the triple seven progressive for like forty some thousand dollars in the middle of a shoe with a running count of like a or excuse me a true count of like a plus seven um and so they had to stop the they had to stop the game and review the tapes and whatnot and I was just standing there like oh you know I've been told like should I leave or but I've been told like you never walk away from a positive shoe (laughs) (laughs) so I just kept going and uh yeah I I got my first back off there and immediately put into OSN
1: Um, you're playing rated I
2: wasn't actually. Uh, Oh, actually, yes, I was. Yeah, because I was trying to get like conks too. I figured if I'm not yeah doing the earn if i'm not really getting much in earnings at least i could get some
1: free play yeah that's the thing about playing rated is that early on when you're first starting out and building the bankroll free play free rooms free you know this that that's really attractive but in the long run it's a bad idea yeah they're they're pretty notorious yeah and
2: and, yeah, exactly they're huge database contributors yep yeah like i even knew that too going into it i was just like oh my spread's so small like they're not going to notice you know and my like i'm I'm doing, I think I was spreading like $10 to two hands at 40 or something like that at the time. Like it wasn't a lot. Um, right. But they still picked me off. And then after that, slowly but surely over time, like I just started getting backed off more and more properties in the area. And uh, then finally it all culminated at um, the. I was trying to help out a friend of mine who I'd known from the forums passing through by cashing out some chips. Yeah, I got nabbed by their tribal police and had to give over my ID, got trespassed, and then they had fired me out everywhere. And I tried a few, a bunch of different places, but I couldn't get any hours in. So, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I don't want to go back to work. I can do this card counting thing, but if I'm going to do the card counting thing, I want to be able to go to all these different markets to where it doesn't matter if I'm flyered and do it as cheaply as possible. To me, it made sense at that point. I tried to take a step back from counting what I'd learned and look at it like a business. Like Keep expenses as low as you can, grow your revenue, keep that profit margin up. And so the van just made sense. Um, I had a good amount of money saved up from the job because I've always just been frugal. So Mm -hmm. I ended up trading my car that I had one for one for the van. And then I sunk another 10,000 into it to convert it. And, you know, I I got it to where I've got like solar power. I've got propane. So propane heater, stove, oven, a fridge, running water, Mm -hmm. a queen size bed, like all all the stuff that I felt like I'd need to just live modestly. Right. Um And, uh, yeah, I hit the road. So I dropped my dog off in Phoenix, and I drove across the country up to the northeast. I was like, well, these motherfuckers. Have never heard of me, so
1: <laughs> right? Let's yeah. start there. And then, one advantage of that is even if your card counting or AP play had gone bust, you still have a camper van, even though you sunk 10 grand into it, you still have a camper van that you can use for you know the next 10 20 years or for whatever sure. that you know for camping. And you know, if you want to just travel the country for another reason besides doing AP play, just to yeah. travel the country or whatever, you Most know, work, work remote, find some gig where you're working on your laptop, you know, you just need an internet connection, you know, so it's not like you sunk that into it. Yeah, it was an investment for what you were going to do, but you, exactly. it's not like a sunk cost that well, I mm-hmm. guess it's a sunk cost, but it's not like a, a, a loss. Exactly. A,
2: it can be used man. for multiple things. You got to live somewhere. Yeah, I was and, I was just about to say the way I see it it's like a house. I I, I have my first house. It's just <laughs> a van. <laughs> Right, which sounds weird, but you know it accomplishes the same things that a house does for people.
1: So yeah, so you 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 dropped your dog off at, at a buddy's place in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. And then you headed out east. So did you go straight to the east, or did you stop along the way?
2: I went straight east because uh, one of my best friends from the military was getting married, so I had to be out there for the wedding. You know, there's a bunch of good games out in the Northeast. They've got mostly stand seventeen, late surrender, resplit aces. It's a good place to play. So I was like, all right, well, got the bankroll that can support it. I, I, you know, crunched all the numbers, and I was getting an acceptable risk of return, and or risk of ruin, and like the earnings were going to be good. And so that's where I decided to start. I left like early July. Mm-hmm. So I was all through the Northeast during the summer. The first, like, two sessions that I had uh, mm-hmm. where I was playing were awesome. <laughs> like, I won all this money. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing that I've ever done. And then uh, disaster. <laughs> like, the Variance decided just to fuck me. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so after those two sessions, I went on – well, t- technically, I guess, uh, you know, I'm still on that losing streak, but it's – close to like 380 hours and i went from 100 percent of my bankroll to uh, i think it was like 110 percent and then mm-hmm. all the way down to 45 percent
1: <laughs> and you re- obviously you resized at yeah, that point
2: i resized it about uh I think it was
1: like 60 did that limit your your games you could play oh, or in no, the northeast has um, big
2: time dude yeah higher was, table
1: limits in the west coast for sure
2: yeah uh, that was the biggest problem that i started running into is that when i'd get to a new place i'd go in and kind of scout their conditions go into the bathroom and see what i was looking at um i wasn't i didn't have like a 0.25 (laughs) percent risk of ruin anymore it was up like 2.5 percent and he
1: was still you were still comfortable enough with that to keep going
2: well that's when i resized so i i took it back down to i got it to about like one to 1.3 percent i think is what it was kind of depending on game conditions sure and i was like okay you know that's that's fine i I'm confident with my game. Um, I just got to like make my way through this. Just to me, the, the worst thing that could have possibly happened would have been if I drove, you know, I outfitted this van. A few of my close friends knew what I was doing. My family knew what I was doing. My family was not really cool with it. <laughs> when I first yeah. started. And yeah. then my, my stepdad just happened to be talking to one of his friends that had counted in the 80s. And he was like, oh no, like it's, it's legit. It works. (laughs) And and then my stepdad was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's weird, but if it works, it works. Um, and so, you know, it didn't matter how, how much I like broke the math down for him or anything like that it needed yep. some, they needed some outside influence. Yeah. Cause some people
1: it's gambling's gambling, even though that's not what you're doing. It's no different than you were, if you were going to invest your money in, I don't know, the stock market or some other business venture and you go, go around the country selling widgets or whatever yeah. you were going to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. So your dad finally, your stepdad finally jumped on board.
2: Yeah. He, he finally, he finally got it. And then they started to be a lot more supportive, but as I was losing, um, yeah, I couldn't. I didn't feel like I could call him and talk to him about
1: it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, he's not going to understand variance. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, and so out of necessity for being able to like vent to people, I started to really network, mm-hmm. which is just so goddamn important in what we do.
1: Oh, yeah. Plus, Probably should have networked more going in, actually, in hindsight. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Um, You know, I had BJA, I'd get on the forums every once in a while, just kind of read what people were saying, Uh, but I wasn't really, like, I, the way I saw it, I wasn't there to make friends. You know what I mean? It was like, right. like I'm not socializing. I'm trying to learn how to do this to the best of my ability. So, um, but then, like, I think things started to really change, and I started to uh, talk to a bunch more APs. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm in. I'm up in the Northeast. Uh, My bankroll hadn't dipped all the way down to the low. I think I was like 60%. Counted a couple times in the Northeast. And uh, occasionally when I was there, the table minimums would get raised on weekends to like quarter games. And right. I couldn't support that. The risk then just went, you know, up to like 5%. Um, and I wasn't cool with that. So my thought was I, I got to get somewhere with lower table minimums. So one day I just, I got in the van. Like, That's the coolest thing about the van. It wasn't even a big thing. I was just like, like all right, well, I'm driving to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> so I just shot, you know, halfway across the country. I got into Wisconsin late at night that day. And I started counting out around there at the lower table minimums. I was finding like $5 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I just kept getting demolished by variant. One time I was at a casino up in the upper Midwest. I walked in and I'm telling I'm like thinking to myself in my head, like I I just got to Wong as hard as I possibly can. Right. So I'm um, at that casino and I'm, I'm sitting at this table. I was like, well, I'm not going to play anything under a true one. Like, that's just, you know, if I get backed off this casino really quick because it looks weird, whatever. I'll just go to a new casino. But, um, cause that's, that's kind of the, that's what I learned or my, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. That's what I, I realized I didn't take into account the n zero as much mm-hmm. as I should. Right. And dude, that shit matters so much. And like, BGA right. doesn't really stress it. And I knew what it was. I just didn't realize. Realize how important it was. So I was, you know, playing through way too many negative shoes. And it's just increasing my n zero to the point where, you know, this 380 hour losing streak that I'm on, that's not that crazy. <laughs> Yeah, really it's even zero that I was playing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I really wish that I would have known that at the beginning because it would have likely saved me a lot of heartache.
1: When you say losing streak, just to clarify for the listeners, because some people don't know, you mean between all-time highs, correct? You don't mean you're uh, losing every time you play, you mean
2: between- no, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean from when I started the trip after those first two sessions where I was at like 110% of the bankroll all the way down to the lowest I ever got, 45%. Wow. It was pretty crappy. So, you know, at my at my bankroll size going in and like losing a grand in multiple sessions yeah like one after the other it was just like what the fuck is happening (laughs) i'm supposed to be winning i'm watching ploppies hit stupid side bets Next to me and like making yeah. all this money and I'm like, why am I the one getting crushed right now? It's so hit dumb. The,
1: hit the stupid triple seven.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bonus <on that> <laughs> and then
1: cause scrutiny on your table, obligatory review of their hand. <laughs> For sure, exactly. <laughs> and then cause Just, you to get backed off.
2: <laughs> oh god, dude! And all the ploppies that I have to sit and listen to as they're winning, they're like, "Yeah, I won twenty thousand, forty thousand in Vegas. Like I know how to play blackjack. Shut the fuck up."
1: And now's a great time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back.
0: If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can reach us on our website at tensenes.com.
2: You can text us or leave us a voicemail at area code 518-289-0478. That's 518
0: 289 and if you still haven't gotten enough TNA, you can email us at tensanises21 at gmail.com. That's tensanises the number 21 at gmail.com.
1: Are you serious about becoming a blackjack advantage player? If that's your plan, then listen to the real pros first. They will tell you to test out and own your skills before risking your starting bankroll. Check out the Advantage Player Refinement Program offered exclusively by Archimedes21.com. The A21APRP will tell you if you're ready. Until then, look into becoming an investor in Archimedes 21 and start earning right away. Hey Colin, I get a lot of questions and a lot of emails from people asking me if buying a BGA membership is worth it. Cause you know, to someone starting out, it's a considerable uh, investment, not just a membership, but also going to a boot camp. What would you say the added value is of buying
0: a BGA membership over just watching the free videos? Cause a lot of people say, are the free videos enough? I think a lot of people, they're worried about the cost. And I would ask someone to think about the value. Like what's it going to do for your card counting career? The, the stuff on YouTube, like I don't go into detail, purposefully don't give away too much on YouTube. And I have people that sign up. They're like, oh man, I watched all YouTube videos and the stuff in the membership has a lot more than I expected, you know, like bankroll management stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, even that videos aren't going to train you like you need to train. And so that's what our training software is there for. So you can even virtually test out like, I don't think anyone should be playing a casino until they've proven they can, you know, virtually play perfectly. We have that software. And then the other things, the, the betting software, software, the results tracking, the community, those are all things that I think will add a lot more value to someone's, you know, card counting career than the cost. That's the goal, is that it's such a good bargain that it's a no brainer for people. You know, boot camps are more expensive. I'm not saying everyone needs to go to a boot camp. You know, even with the membership, there's a 14 day refund policy. If you're afraid of the cost, check it out and see if it's worth it for you.
1: Yeah, I like it. I know you need to go and I appreciate yeah, you. Thanks, and man. Uh,
0: we'll see you down the fell. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome.
1: And now, back to our show. So, you know, I
2: walk into this place and I'm like, well, I'm going to play no hands under a true one. Like, if I don't have the advantage, I'm not playing. And uh, a couple hours into it, one of the dealers was like, so like are you playing? And I was like nah, like I don't feel it. Uh the vibes off is what I what I kept yeah, plop, saying.
1: Yeah, ploppy talk, yeah.
2: Yeah, right. I was like oh, the vibes just off at the table. Uh you know, and then the true count would get up and I'd put my bet out and mm-hmm. then it would drop back down and I just no, nah, I don't I don't feel it anymore. <laughs> you,
1: you, you know what a side benefit of that is that pisses off ploppies to think that there's some magic card flow, you know what I'm saying? Dude. So they, Th- oh my they, god but i mean that makes them leave and if you're oh, in uh, at a good table they're like fucking you know especially if they lose one hand and they blame you let them blame you but they leave
0: you can't go all the plants are gonna die
1: <laughs> you're walking oh, yeah. in okay good. thanks for thanks for eating all the shit cards now i'm here you know
2: i emptied and, a lot of tables at that casino um,
1: mm-hmm. and it then you know, I just
2: go. and then I just get up and leave. I move to another table, and like I don't mind the confrontation, right? I like, I don't know if it's the the military or just me as a person, uh. I just you know i don't care if somebody
1: wants to pick an
2: argument like i'll argue <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down and play my money and you can shut the fuck up about it <laughs> it's kind yeah. of the way that i see it
1: i actually got some audio i was at the large place down by playing on their sweet little double deck there i don't know a month ago maybe
2: the sweet sweet double deck yeah yes oh, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and okay so there was this poppy there playing Anywhere from 250 times two to 500 times two. When I first got there, there was a, a father and son playing and they didn't know what they were doing and he scared them off the table and I'm sitting down there and I sit down. Actually, I was watching those three play and then I sit down. He's like, do you know how to play? I was like, yeah, oh, I'm good, man. I know. How, I think I'm okay. I have played a few times. Okay. So we're playing like a couple shoes, whatever. It's going back and forth. He's complaining every time the dealer pulls a impossible 20 and you know, beats his 19 <laughs> or something, you know, he's bitching and complaining and moaning and whatever. Like, he's probably like 60, grumpy old dude. Uh And so... The the count drops. It's not gonna recover. So okay, it's a good time for me to get up and walk out and go to the bathroom. Right as I'm walking away, he's like, "You never leave in the middle. You're leaving in the middle of the shoe." I can hear him as I'm walking away, like, <laughs> like just John at the fucking dealer. So I go to the bathroom. On the way back, I go, "Okay, I'm gonna hit record on my recording app on my phone." and <laughs> stick my phone in my breast pocket, so the mic's kind of sticking out, but you can't really tell that that's what I'm doing. So I said, "I know this guy's gonna cause shit." So he comes back and he's like, "You know, you're gonna leave in the middle of the fucking shoe." I got this all on record. And I said, oh, "I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. You know." it could be good or bad you know and but i'm sorry that you feel that way and he's like oh yeah you don't know how to fucking play blackjack and this that and then he starts bitching and complaining about uh i split sevens okay i split sevens against a four okay what which is <laughs> yes
0: about that? and he's <laughs> like you
1: never you never split sevens i said actually you know i i, I said basic strategy is you split sevens you know two through seven <laughs> then, and then i explained the whole you know the whole basic strategy and he's like oh that's blah 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 you i know how to play i've been playing you don't know how fucking play and blah, blah, blah. And then later on, I split nines, similar situation. He said, you never split nines. That's a winning hand. He starts going off on me. And I'm like, dude, okay, I had enough of this guy. I said, look, man, if you're going to sit and bark at people and be a grumpy son of a bitch, whatever, that's your thing at least know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sidetracking the whole conversation. I got audio of that. I need to put it up on the, on the pod. It's Definitely pretty hilarious.
0: And
2: while I'm thinking about it, it was a little uh, freebie bit of whiskey information that I started doing about halfway through the trip. If people would bitch about what I was doing and I knew, obviously I wouldn't do it for deviations, but if I knew It was just basic strategy. Um, I just make bets with people. Be like, no, it's not. This is, you know, you're supposed to do this. Like, so I've gotten, I don't know, I'd probably say like six or seven, maybe even eight people to make bets with me, like $25 bets. So it's just... You know, hey, keep that in your uh, back pocket, listeners. Like, maybe you can make a little bit of uh, extra money just for knowing right. basic strategy.
1: So, what my, my problem is, a lot of them will say, well, what book are you reading? You know, because they think the book's actually literally a book. No, it's fucking math, dude. But I mean, <laughs> people just call it the book because they read the math in a book. So everybody calls it the book, but it's math. Math is math. But so, would you go, did you go like Wizard of Odds or something like that? Something that's respected? Uh,
2: and- well, so most places actually, the dealers will have basic strategy cards. Some of them they don't, and I just, I'd pull up obviously not like the BJA. <laughs> Uh, basic strategy chart or anything like that. But I just go on Google, find a basic strategy chart there and uh, show it to them, prove it to them. But uh, most cases, I'd say probably all but like one or two, the dealer had a basic strategy card or even right, a couple of right. they uh, called over to a pit boss. Like, and, it, and the pit like, I guess they have them at some places. They have them uh, at that little desk kiosk thing that the pit bosses stand at. But
1: was it stuff like Ace 8 versus 6 or Ace 7 uh, versus, you know, the one, 4, 5, 6?
2: So yeah, the one that I remember most, because the guy ended up betting me a hundred dollars on it. Wow. That's a, nice.
1: that's a nice play.
2: Yeah, exactly. Ace four versus a four. And I was like, That's a double. And he's like, You don't double that? And I was like, Yes, you do. And I, I did it. I obviously like pulled a ten and didn't really do anything for it. The guy was probably all pissed off that I pulled the ten to like, you know, the dealer's ten.
0: Yeah, right. Um
2: and uh yeah, the dealer I got him to agree to a bet, and the dealer had already, you know, pulled out their little basic strategy card. Once we agreed to it, the, the dealer looked it up. He was like like no, it's not a play, and I was like, yes, it is. Like you need to relook at the card and took his pinky finger and was like, Ace four four oh, it is a double. And the guy's like, bullshit. <laughs> He's like, no, look, like it's a double. So I just got a hundred bucks.
1: At least the, ace, the guy honored it.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. What a if he didn't. But yeah. So uh anyways, though, I'm sitting at that table only playing over a true count of one, and uh the dealer leaves the table goes and walks over to a pit boss and i'm playing third base and i can like hear them talking uh, right. but i'm not looking at them so i just i guess they assume that i couldn't hear them and the dealer's like yeah this guy uh over there at the table at um third base like he's not playing most hands and uh the pit boss goes oh yeah i've seen guys come in here and do that stuff um they always end up losing uh and then <laughs> he goes what a retard
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: i was like Oh my Dang. god, I, mean, awesome. I turned this place to the fucking ground. Wow. So I got That's great. I got 28 hours at that place over the course of 3 days.
1: Before they realized you weren't actually a retard,
2: before <laughs> that guy wasn't on shift, and oh, okay. I was so pissed off because I had told myself like um, and when I get backed off, I know he's going to be the one to do it. As soon as he says, like, sure, your Blackjack game's too good for us, I wanted to be like, who, me? Like, that's impossible. I'm a retard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and no one can count a 6 deck shoe. That's impossible. Yeah, no
2: one can count a 6 deck shoe. So, yeah, I ended up getting backed off of there, but... Over the course of those three days, um I had won like four and a half grand. I didn't have a big spread at this time, right? I think I was going to two hands of 80, maybe like two hands by 100 the last day. Yeah, I just started feeling good about blackjack again. So I, I get backed off. I end up leaving that state, you know, kind of meandering around the. Wait, wait, wait,
1: uh, wait. A recharge can drive? Yeah, dude, recharge can
2: drive. <laughs> this probably isn't PC, but I did uh, sit at a None table this once with a with guy who had Down Syndrome, and I was just baffled <laughs> the whole time. But, like, you know, I mean, I, I, who am I to say that somebody with Down Syndrome can't gamble, right? But it's just like, really? Casino? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this uh, seems questionable, but I don't know.
1: The, yeah. This part's probably going to get cut out because we sound like assholes. Oh, dear. Outside. Oh, Never mind. <laughs> I may, I may leave it in just for humor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, you know, after that, started bouncing all around the uh, upper Midwest, and I just continued to get my ass beat. I had that nice little... You know, bump. I was feeling all, you know, into it. Felt like I was king of the world, and then it was just back to the same old, same old. So finally, I'm. Well, this was also right after I had gotten fliered from a few different places. So I was bouncing around states, and I was also getting a lot of OSN entries. Mm. I don't know. It was like I'd make these long trips. I'd get somewhere. I'd get fliered. I'd try to go to other places in the area. and I'm just getting backed off after you know like an hour or two but my biggest expense is diesel yeah so i'm trying to especially as i'm losing you know i'm eating like super cheap food basically gotten into the habit of like living off deli meats <laughs>
1: like, wow that's know? not healthy <laughs> no, dude. It's
2: like it just uh yeah, it was that was all yeah, no well, never never that unhealthy.
0: <laughs> hey, where's the meat?
1: I don't know, man. If deli meats and top ramen, they're pretty much right <laughs> there. All processed crap. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm getting uh, super frustrated with Blackjack. And finally, I'm at, after the four thousand forty five hundred that I'd won, I'd, I'd lost all that back and then some. And I drove all the way to a whole new state. I'm counting there for two days. I lose $1,000 both days. And I get all the way down to just under 45% of the Mm bankroll and like I was freaking out
1: (laughs) right I think we talked at that point
2: yeah it's just like how can I I I, I don't know I'm just I think maybe the variance definitely did get to me but driving around and like living off the bankroll which is also the remainder of my life savings um and just constantly losing money uh yeah it was shit it was it was awful that was like one of my one of my low points in life because you know they they talk about the losing streaks uh you just have to experience them you're never going to be able to you know get the information from that that you need to about the game without going through it yourself you can read all the forum posts that you can right but until you experience the hundreds of hours of losing, where oh every dealer six flips a five and pulls a ten and right.
1: yeah every every That's time just, you double-lead double eleven you get a time, fucking like, deuce.
2: Oh god, yeah, you got <laughs> or go an ace. Over, it's just like ten, 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 <laughs> like every time. Ah.
1: So no. were, did you start questioning the math, and did you ask yourself what the fuck are you doing? I didn't yeah.
2: question the math. It was it was more just like I need to be. I got to the point where I wanted to resize again and then I'm looking at what my earnings would be and it was sub 20 bucks an hour, you know, yeah. uh, and I could survive on that. Like I had spent hardly nothing. Um, in you know, this. your problem was
1: you're playing on holiday weekends. That's oh yeah, dude. Zen, Kings. <laughs> Zen King, Zen <laughs> King. shout out to zen king
2: (laughs) (laughs) zen if you're listening come back to the discord yeah Uh,
1: it's probably pretty boring there Uh, i've been there in a while but uh I'll,
2: i'll tell you what though zen king did uh i'm not gonna spoil his secrets but he did educate me on a couple things where I think he's got some pretty genius ideas when it comes to playing blackjack. He's a he's a fucking character, <laughs> but oh my god! I mean, the dude knows he knows CVCX. He knows the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm sitting there in the van thinking that I have to resize. I guess I was pulling. I was on the Discord. I guess I, my story like pulled at a few people's heartstrings, and uh, you know, yeah. I guess really quick shout out to. Like, Rymo, Balake, Sunshine, Waco Kid. Um, But they started to kind of introduce me to machine play. Mm -hmm. And, which is nice, because with machines, like, you don't need a big bankroll. Especially for the little slot hustling stuff. A little quick plays. Like, you don't need a big bankroll. The variance is way less than Blackjack. So the decision, I guess, right then and there was made that I'd spend my time learning how to get into other things in the casino and honestly that's been one of the best things that's ever happened to me because blackjack is just the tip of the iceberg yep like you start to get down into this other shit where you have edges that are just so much higher (laughs) than one and a half percent you know you should especially if you're gonna if you're trying to do this professionally you want to add more tools to the tool belt like you want to be able to walk into a casino and not just depend on the blackjack conditions or which dealers are there. Sure. Anything like that. You want to walk in and have all these different opportunities where you can scope out how to make money. Right. Uh, So
1: you, you drove there, like you said, diesel was your most expensive uh, cost. Yeah. And uh, say you got bad intel about the game or they changed something or whatever. And the blackjack was just shit. Well, you look in your toolbox, and let's look around here. Like, there's, oh, all ki- there's all kind. There's all kinds of opportunities.
2: Exactly. The like, they got some pretty uh, decent slots. Oh, what's this very interesting promotion that made my ears perk up? Like, you know, just mm-hmm. other thing. Um, and so that's just been good because now I've I've built my bankroll all the way back up, and then some. I a good bit, and I'm finally just in that position where I'm not stressing the fuck out. <laughs> about doing this full-time um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I've gotten to enjoy the freedom it's yeah it's just much more rewarding I guess now so. so do
1: you do you just play like instead of every Blackjack game you can get your hands on to do you just play more optimal games and then do mach- machine and other other stuff that will go unmentioned
2: uh, yeah yeah uh- so like I, you know, I'll walk into a casino, you kind of, you take like 20 minutes to yeah. walk around, you see what machines are there. Um, you know, I, I'd go up, I'd ask about players cards and promotions and things like that. And then, you know, just, I'd always play dumb, like, oh, I need to give you an ID. Uh, I, I left my wallet in the car. I'll, I'll go out and get it and I'll come back here in a bit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But so, yeah, I was, I was at the point where, you know, my optimal, I guess, path of entering a casino was that I'd go, I'd back count tables, um, kind of white rabbit, shoe goes positive. I'd stay there as soon as it drops down. Um, you know, I would just get up and leave and I'd take a walk around the casino, like check out the machines, kind of make mental notes of what's what, and then just go back to blackjack. Uh, and yeah, my bankroll just started rising and just took, yeah, just took a lot of the stress out of trying to make a living off of random probability.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you know you can go – because obviously the, you touched on N0, and what a huge thing you didn't understand. Mm-hmm. You, you understood what it was mathematically, but going in, you didn't understand just how real that was. And then that gives you the confidence to know that, hey, if you're having bad variants, you can always go the old, reliable, boring shit um, and you know just go be bored for eight hours and <laughs> make some reli- reliable <laughs> nice. cash. I, Sometimes. I mean, I, machine Sometimes. plays is really boring. But.
2: Yeah, no doubt. But having the higher CE, you yeah, know, just especially doing it full time on the road. Like all I, all that matters to me is, you know, having the bankroll grow. And so even just padding blackjack losses, um, yep. like that's even if you're not like doing a bunch of machine stuff and you don't enjoy machines and you just want to play table games, at least you have something, you know, to keep the losses smaller than they otherwise would be.
1: Yeah, yep. And plus then you only have to play optimal blackjack games if you're around the country. For sure, for sure. Not just every game you can get because you got to generate EV and get hours in.
2: I guess I should specify too, it wasn't that like I didn't know N-Zero or really even understand N-Zero. It was that when I was putting numbers into like the bja pro betting software Mm and
1: bathrooms
2: and i'm just like well you know there's not many people here like let's just assume that i'm playing like all negative counts um i wasn't really paying attention to how much that n zero was going up i was more paying attention to what it was doing to my earnings right and so just that oversight i guess or not not thinking that N-Zero was as important (laughs) as what you're making. Um, You know, yeah, it just, N-Zero matters.
1: (laughs) Uh, For people who maybe don't know, kind of do a quick, you know, math on the radio is great, or imaginary radio, but a quick thumbnail sketch of what exactly N-Zero is.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's the number of hands that you have to get to where um, you, like, what is it, 67% of card Mm -hmm. counters will have grown their bankroll. Uh, mm-hmm. By that time, and I think it's like ninety-five percent or something like that will at least be seeing like positive growth. Um, right. But so yeah, I, to me it was like, well, you know, my edge is the edge is the edge. Uh, like I, I wanted to make sure that I was just making enough per hour to justify traveling around or spending a certain amount of money on food.
1: Um, Not eating lunch meat. Yeah,
2: yeah right. just shit like that.
1: So that's the advantage of machine play. If you're doing, you know, promotions and playing uh, rated in the machines, and granted, you probably didn't want to mix your blackjack play with properties and chains and places mm-hmm. uh, that you were doing your machine hustles at. Probably try to pick your spots there.
2: Um, yeah, and like you, you know, you just you got to be smart about it. But the nice thing is, you kind of learn just how just how insulated, I guess, table games are from the rest of the casino. It's like with people getting offers to come stay at places that they've been trespassed at.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. Right? Like yeah, these right.
2: departments or whatever you want to call them inside the casino. They, they don't, really don't talk, talk to each other. They don't. They <laughs> so, don't. Security yeah,
1: like, doesn't even talk to, to table games. For sure. Like use often.
2: that use that to your advantage. Um, but yeah, so I started doing that in, uh, should I guess it was October, and it took mm-hmm. me... Um, took me about a month and a half, but I got my bankroll up to a hundred percent. And then since then I've just been
1: steadily growing, um, which is good doing mostly sometimes a
2: mixture, but there are just certain things where black, blackjack just carries so much heat with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just not even worth playing. It doesn't even, I've, I've been at casinos sometimes where like, you know, I walk in, i get to a new area. I do my scouting. Um, I check everything out
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know, it's probably like some pr- promotion or something like that. It's just so good. And they have so many machines, uh, yeah. that it's like, why even risk
1: it? Huh? Yeah, why burn, why burn out that opportunity to, Bingo. to, to go get 10 hours in and get flyered out around the whole region. You're in, you know? Yeah. And you, you walk through,
2: you do a complete sweep of the casino and you hit all the, ma- like all the machines that you can and you burn those plays, uh, a lot of people, you know, might be like, well, I'm here, I should just go and generate more EV, right? Like, just get on the blackjack table. But then you're just shooting yourself in the foot, because you know, you're keeping yourself from all of those potential future earnings and uh Mm -hmm. it's just not worth it sometimes but if i'm at, you know that i I still play blackjack i still love blackjack too even after even after all of the like losing you know just the fact that i can i now i no longer have to ever work for anybody ever again like Mm -hmm. i to me i own my own house you know what i mean i i only spend like five to seven hundred dollars a month on everything um including diesel like i i've just got thing i've i've got it really good and i love that blackjack and advantage play um it's it's allowed me to get to that place in life because like i said when i was working doing that construction management job like i'm not, this is probably going to be a little bit uh you know a, a little bit dark and heavy but like i was suicidal like i i didn't want wow. to I didn't want to, there were, there was a part of me that didn't even want to live anymore. It was
1: just everything.
2: Yeah, dude, it, it is right. But AP has given me the opportunity to get out from under all that. Um, and on top of that, it has just given me a new way of looking at the world. You right. know what I mean? There's oh, so totally. much like, I I mean, I'm half-assed doing it, but I've been, Taking notes and writing a lot on this trip, and I've just been writing about, you know, how like little life lessons, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. AP,
2: like how you can apply the same general principles to basically everything in life. Um,
1: yeah, AP life.
2: Yeah, it's just, frankly, it's, you know,
1: it's amazing. <laughs> so lots of people are stuck at a job and, you know, they got a mortgage, got kids, a spouse whatever and they get like a hamster on a wheel and you know i don't don't know why do people work for like 15 bucks an hour i don't understand that i don't understand that unless you're like a kid in high school whatever but i mean as an i don't why do you think or even 20 bucks an hour why i don't understand how people stay there and not find and, something else
2: but not even about like how much they're earning it's just about how much they hate going to work right. and they, their day-to-day life um you know i'm, I'm not going to be like one of the dudes on the discord who talks shit about fraud jobs you know i get that yeah. there's there's some people who personally I, I just i couldn't do it i couldn't work for anybody anymore i had to be out on my own if i if i did really well and i Put my nose to the grindstone. I wanted to reap everything that I sowed. But I get that some people, you know, there's a lot of people, for example, again in the Discord, that have careers that you know mean a lot to them.
1: Yeah, say they're a, uh, I don't know, a firefighter or something, or they're, yeah, a, they're... a nurse, or they're, a, I don't know, social worker or for a sure. therapist or some kind of clergy or whatever. You know, uh, maybe they work with uh, disabled people. Maybe it doesn't pay shit, but they're rewarded, you know? Exactly. Yeah. There's way more to life than money. As long as you you have a baseline of enough to survive and be fairly comfortable, everything else is just icing on the cake.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking that. I just know that for me, I, I couldn't go on. I couldn't live my whole life, you know, working a salary for other people um yeah and ap is just giving me that opportunity to get out and get after it like if i want to make a bunch of money then like last month i took a road trip through a market uh or two two months ago i took a road trip through a market and i was going 16 hours a day every day you know just driving from casino to casino um hitting everything as hard as i possibly could and then the last month like over the holidays i didn't do shit you know what I mean like right because I just didn't feel like it (laughs) that's that's how I want to live life
1: and I remember when you were up in the northeast I believe Maine um you just went and took a few days and went to like a state park and I know it's a beautiful part of the country up there especially in the summertime yeah uh, wintertime too but that's this whole nother set of uh problems when you're driving when your home is on wheels
2: well yeah uh, I mean and that's just something that now I don't even have to worry about right like now that it's the winter I'm where it's warm and when it gets summer, like I'll, I'll go where it's cool. (laughs) Right. I can just chase fair weather and I can make money on the road while I do it.
1: And you Um, can stop at places along the way. Mm-hmm. and take a day off and you know go you know go climb red rock go up to red rocks um you know you can go to the grand canyon you can go to yeah. see the world's largest ball of yarn in the middle of iowa whatever the fuck you <laughs> want whatever you want to fucking do uh, yeah. all over this country
2: and it's taken some time but i've definitely gotten a lot better at that work-life balance because when i first started it was yeah
1: you know i was trying to
2: count 50 hours a week was my goal yeah that's just a lot
1: and that's another advantage of non-blackjack ap plays it's less mentally involved
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so here because it can wear on you if you're constantly uh, blackjack can be work um, for sure so, you know it's, it, yeah there's a lot going on and then again you of course you got to watch for heat and all that kind of other stuff on top of all that mm-hmm. and things can change and you got players screaming at you and it, it can really put you in bad mood sometimes for all of us so it's probably a nice respite to just go and <clears throat> see an opportunity on a machine and just sit there and just and I know you don't drink, but sit there and you know have a coffee or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm.
0: hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this, but I'm gonna get you high today because it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do.
1: Smoke some weed. <laughs> smoke some weed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just and like just pound on a button. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah, like you, you walk up, you're like, "Oh, this is a play." Well, smash, 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 <laughs> like until it's over. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Although I will say, like, uh, the the machine stuff, it's not like blackjack where you know, like, when we all sat down at that table and we realized that we were all card counters, we're like, "Oh shit, let's uh, let's go have dinner." <laughs> you know, yeah. like we'll go get a it's bite com- to eat competitive, and hang out. Yeah. Oh, dude. Plus, like, it's just not. Um, they're not even aps. They're just degenerates that kind of are intuitively on the right track
1: They're vultures
2: yeah and uh yeah. they're absolute assholes like more yeah, than one time dear, i thought they're a region oh yeah and they're heavy degens usually usually drug addicts
0: <laughs> right
2: like you know so there's there's definitely pluses and minuses of both because i also if i walk into a casino machine wise and there's nothing there there's nothing there Um, I, but then with blackjack, like you've always got the table, you know what I mean? There's always another shoe coming right up,
1: (laughs) right? But that's true.
2: Not that it's just not that way with machines. You're more, you're just working with what you got. You get what you get.
1: So I'm going to get lots of emails asking me to give them information that I'm not going to give them (laughs) about how do you get into machine play?
2: (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) so I had like, I, I was very fortunate in that. I was able to make friends with very, very knowledgeable people yeah. um, with machines. However, when it first started, um, I had just kind of gotten steered on to the right path by somebody saying, just like, go up to, like, take an hour or two walking through a casino and just go up and kind of like watch people play these machines. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put any money in, just kind of stand back and like, watch people hit the button, watch what the machine does. And, you know, just doing that, like within the first hour or two, it hit like, it clicked for me, right? Like, oh, oh. (laughs) And then, you know, there's a lot more, that's, I guess, sort of the same, like the same click that the drug addicts, (laughs) G-Gen Ploppy (laughs)
0: type
2: vultures have. Uh, And you have to, you know, you have to know the math and you have to understand the math for sure. But once you, you know, once, you kind of see it, I guess it Mm -hmm. becomes much easier and you kind of know what you're looking for. Um, and yeah, you know, it's and that's the same, it's the same thing for everything, right? Like promotions, you go in and you ask enough casinos about certain promotions and you hear something, you're like wait a second and you go back like to me you go back to the van and you're like wait i could exploit this and abuse it in this way yeah usually not for a lot but it's like well this is a little bit extra and it matters so yeah,
1: and uh, the people who make up those promotions aren't usually the, often the smartest people in the world yeah <laughs> and I,
2: I don't want to sound yeah. like a hypocrite because to some extent like i was I was spoon-fed a lot of information. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot that I learned on my own, but I'd say most of it, you know, I just happened to make friends with people who were willing to share. But, you know, you also have to – you should, in my mind, I don't want to sound like I'm proselytizing, but if you – want to do this as a professional you should want to go in and learn as much as you possibly can and look for every opportunity that you can find um Mm -hmm. because you know like there's so many billions and billions of dollars flowing through these casinos just waiting to get skimmed (laughs) by people Mm -hmm. who know what they're doing or put even just a modicum of like thought (laughs) The you're shit, just right. looking
1: for market inefficiencies and in exploiting the fuck out of them. Yeah, to uh, me,
2: that's no different than like an arbitrage in the market. Mm-hmm. Like, right, exactly. You're
1: just finding
2: something that you can exploit to shit, and you know sometimes it doesn't last very long. It might even just be something that's only good for that day. But mm-hmm. you know, it's there.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like uh, like hole carding, for example. Uh, yeah, the first time you. It, it, for me, it was hard to even notice the first one, but the first time I saw oh, it, oh god, yeah, I, I, the first I, time I can't you see it, man. I can't, I can't not see it now when I see it. It's, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, wow. I, swear to
2: God, the first, yeah, the first whole card I saw ended up just being a short term thing. For whatever reason, yep. the dealer was only doing it for that shoe, but like dollar signs must have flashed in my eyes. <laughs> it's like, oh my god.
1: <laughs> yep. Exactly. And especially on uh, people think hole card and they think blackjack. A lot of people, yep. some, th- some other games. Are, that's uh, that's another saying, thing about like, Toolbox. Yeah. Uh, there's other carnival games like UTH or stuff like that. It's if Okay, so if you're an AP and you can recognize whole carding, for example, learn before you go into the casino how you would want to exploit that if you run across these situations. For sure. Car- carnival games or in blackjack or whatever like, the situation is. I, Have that in your I toolbox. wish.
2: I wish. That I would have had um, the whole carding basic strategy memorized at that moment where I was sitting at that table and saw it for the first time. Like, Mm -hmm. because even though it was just one shoe, like I could have exploited it for that shoe. Um, Yeah. So yeah, just, but also don't be that guy that like expects to get free information from people. Like I, you know, I, I still don't even feel like I've paid off that debt to some people who have taught me uh, you know, the machine stuff and even things further on, like down (laughs) the iceberg from machine stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the one thing that I had, um, was that I'd been to a shit ton of markets, you know what I mean? And I had taken great notes on what I saw and dealers to look for conditions like time of day stuff, uh, just whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. so at least I was able to Give information uh, back to the evil. Uh,
1: so, and even even if it was something that they maybe already knew through elsewhere in their network or the, through themselves, just the fact that you're willing to share that tells them that you're not a you're not just a you know a vulture mm-hmm. yourself. Just. You know, uh, or, that's what – even even if somebody gives me – like one guy gave me an information recently about a sequ- a sequencing oppor- opportunity at a shop. I knew about it already, but he was, didn't know that I if I did because he stumbled uh-huh. across it and he shared it with me. And then I was way more willing to give him a secret game that I know of. Not secret game, but something that's not even on like Casino 411. Um, yeah, for know, sure. Just because this guy is willing to share with me. Even though I already, I already knew the information he was sharing, but he – he wasn't being selfish or stingy but you can't mm-hmm. share everything with everybody either so there's a fine line too uh definitely
2: don't just like openly share all the information that you can with everybody but those select few people where you know it's like okay like you helped me in this way like pay it forward right or like just goddamn like n- n- be friendly you know what i mean like
1: yeah yeah
2: it's not. It's not super hard to network. Plus, like I said, you're if you're doing this full time, especially, uh, you can't talk to other people about it. They just don't get it. Um, you want to have friends uh, that can relate who to you. Just right. under- Stand, like what you're going through like the highs and the lows um yeah but, because uh, if you
1: talk to a normal friend or family member about this like when you're going through variance struggles there they just think you're a junkie. they just think you're a degenerate mm-hmm. gambler and they like you're like no that's that's not it yeah it's exactly. not it and, and they too, don't understand like, what's that
2: always we- and I was going to say too, just before I forget about it, like anything you see, like any information that you pick up on at a casino, mm-hmm. no matter how small it might seem, write it down, like just write it down, yep. take a note of it because there was one, I ended up getting a really good tip from somebody, uh, because he had known that I had just, I was in that market like a few months prior mm-hmm. and I had dealer names. Um, I knew like when they worked. But then the big thing for him was that he had like his license plates were already in the system and they had a license plate reader, but sure. I had figured out where to park and stay out of a uh, range of any cameras to, there was like a route into this casino where you just, there weren't any cameras that I could see. Plus like you're avoiding that license plate reader when you
1: enter and you're still in walking distance to the,
2: yeah. The and thing. that was yeah. like, that was huge for him.
1: Oh, huge. And he I got... would picked off right away exactly
2: and it wasn't it like it wasn't a big thing because i at that point you know my license plates are now in osn at the time they weren't i had just noticed it and i had you know i'd taken a note put it down in my little book um and then yeah when he he asked me and i said there was a license plate reader and he got all you know bummed out because he didn't think he was going to be able to get in there and i showed him how to get into the casino avoiding any cameras in the reader like that was just big info for him uh
1: yeah for sure Something so, simple, a little note you jog down. Yeah, just
2: you know, <clears throat> the the whole profession is about information. Like the information mm-hmm. is worth its weight
1: in gold. So network, network, network. I say it almost every episode. I say that it's so important uh, for the, all the reasons you mentioned. In not not the least, just the fact of mental health, be able to talk to somebody mm-hmm. about about this shit that understands.
2: And, yeah, you know, there are things where you just know if you're too liberal with who you give the information to, the play is just going to get burned. And so you got to be careful with some things. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Just we're all, you know, we're all just sort of in in this thing together to an extent, just trying to take money from casinos. Just get some information, give some information. We're constantly fighting this battle <laughs> against casinos, right. trying to get better and better at picking us off. Like got to help each other out.
0: I love the smell of my pump in the morning.
1: So you were just talking about license plate scanners and like that. I, I believe you have a funny story about license plates.
2: Um, oh, God. Yeah, I wouldn't call it funny. This shit pissed me off so much. So I'm, I'm sitting, uh, I'm at this casino up in the upper Midwest. It's a tribal okay. casino. And um, I knew that they had license plate scanners. Uh, and so there wasn't anywhere, it was out in the middle of nowhere. And there wasn't anywhere that I
1: could park
2: and walk. Um,
1: or Uber from at a reasonable cost. Yeah, and,
2: like, that, like, I right? mean, yeah. middle of nowhere, like there, there wouldn't even be Ubers. Uh, right, right. So I was like, fuck it. I've got a, have uh, got a rattle gun. I'll, I took my license plates off. Uh, I drove to this casino and over the course of three days. Um,
1: so you took your license plates off like what? You're a few blocks away from the casino.
2: Yeah. Like a quarter mile okay. or so. Um, and then I'd, I'd drive in, I'd park way in the back, counted there for two days. And then the third <laughs> day. And then the third day I was like, well, generally I was trying to go when it was a little more busy, but this third day was a Monday. I was like, why don't I just go in? I'll get some hours. I'll get backed off is what I expected. But like, I'm just, I'm not going to show ID. They weren't IDing me at the door. Um, you know, like what's the worst that could happen in my naive mind?
1: Get backed off. Right. And then you're going to leave anyway.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm already wanting to leave the state. So it was like, right. fine, we'll go for it. Um, I go in and I had three crazy positive shoes, just one after the other. And I was winning all this money and it just wouldn't stop. And I noticed halfway through the last shoe and I was playing heads up. Halfway through the last shoe, I saw the pit boss and the shift supervisor doing that thing where they're kind of
1: sideways talking
2: about you, but they're not yeah. trying to look at you, but they're definitely yeah. Yeah, yeah, giving yeah. off enough physical cues where you're like, okay, dude, they're talking about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, I just had three really positive shoes. Uh, I won all this money. I am going to just. I think I cashed out like right then and there took me from the time I noticed that they were talking about me until getting all my chips cashed out it was about 15 minutes you talking to me? What the fuck do you think you're talking to? I'm like I'm going to walk outside just kind of take a break um, and I wasn't even really sure why I wanted to walk outside I just did mm-hmm. and I yeah. walk out the doors and I look over at my van and there's a cop car in front of it blocking and the cop. The yeah and the cop is like getting out of his van walking around it I'm like fuck all right here we go so I walk over tribal police yep tribal police uh I walk over I, I call the I call the cop you know I'm like can I help you he's like is this your van I was like yes it is my van he's like okay I'd gotten a call that there was an abandoned van in the parking lot and I was like no it's definitely not abandoned I was just in there gambling and uh he's like, uh, why are your license plates off? And I'm like, mm, fuck, because
0: <laughs>
2: in the door, like I had kept my license plates in my driver's side door in this little compartment mm-hmm. and I had um I had my rattle gun right there. And so I knew that like as soon as I open up this door. <laughs> You know, this cop is going to see that I have a rattle gun. I can't, like, lie about, oh, the plates just fell off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Um, how do I go about this? And I'm like, you know what? Just, I'm, I'm already caught between a rock and a hard place. It's like
1: You're leaving anyway, too.
2: Yeah. I was just like, well, honesty is the best policy, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, hey, I, I, t- I took the plates off. And he was like, why would you take the plates off? And I go, god damn it. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: It sucks because he's a tribal policeman and he works for the casino no. almost, not not literally, but most tribal jurisdictions that have casinos, the number one employer or the number one revenue generator is that pays his salary is the casino. It's not like it's a city cop and you can say, well, I don't want them to know who I am. They have license plate readers and you could be like, okay. You're like, is it illegal to take your plates off? Exactly. I'm, and I'm like, not hey, a, I'm not a, a public road in a parking lot, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Oh, I'm I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, like, no, no, I interrupted I, you. I'm, I'm not like trying to get arrested, mm-hmm. right? Um, or I wasn't then. To be honest, now I kind of think it'd be cool to get arrested for
1: card counting. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> kind of something I want to do by the time I die. Uh, what are you like, in for? Card counting. <laughs> for adding
1: one plus, adding one <laughs> and subtracting one, and dividing by the number of decks remaining.
2: Yeah. What are you in for thinking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, man, this is awkward. And, uh, I already know like what you're going to do, but, um, like I'm counting. And he was like, he's like, you're counting. Like, isn't that he, <laughs> something like, isn't that illegal? I was like, no, this is most definitely not illegal. And so I, I like, you know, get him back behind me. I open up the door, hand him a license plate. Uh, he calls it up. It comes back. I've obviously got no outstanding warrants. My tabs are good, all that. And uh, I'm like, hey, man, out of curiosity, did you get a call about 15 minutes ago about this? And he was like, yeah, probably a little less than that. Why? And it all kind of clicked for me right? that the casino, instead of backing me off because they knew what I was doing, they let me play and they called the fucking cops to try to like get my van towed or something but he yeah because they ran you they me.
1: ran they ran you back when you walked in to exactly. where you parked and then they, they saw your car I, right. I was
2: also parked over by there were a couple different like rvs that were there right i wasn't just out in the very back of the parking lot by myself um mm-hmm. i was sitting by other rvs and like two semi trucks that were back there sure so you know it's like i don't i don't buy this now in my mind i'm like well i don't buy this uh bullshit story that the cop was telling me about how you know they thought the van was abandoned
1: like no you fucking didn't so yeah, that could have been what the casino said even though because the, they they obviously they walked back because you were there an hours, yeah. right there days and i was there they,
2: yeah it was the third day that i got finally backed off
1: and they they just traced you the last time you came in back and they said oh well just try to find your place to find out who you were so they yeah. could back you off by your name and then they realized
2: and being men about it
1: gonna fuck you over car toll. And called
2: the cops so yeah. i'm like look officer there's nothing illegal about what i'm doing and i know that you're tribal police like yeah this is my livelihood I hope that you do not give these plates up because that would be... I actually said that would be a very big douche room.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what do you fucking know? Uh... I get fliered after I leave. He's like, "Oh no, 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 man! Like, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, you're not doing anything illegal." Well, what a fucking liar! Because I got fliered. They had my plates. Um, you know, since then I've, I've met people who have access to OSN. I can see my profile. Uh, they got my plates on that OSN entry. Um, they flyed me out. Not even just to that state, but the surrounding
1: state. I'm sorry to say, podcast listeners this is going to be the end of part one of the interview with whiskey hope you all enjoyed his stories and his insights on blackjack and other ap plays i myself found it pretty interesting i hope you all did too i learned a few things and i hope you did as well so for now adios and i'll see you down the film.